0: hello world and welcome to we live on a planet i am your host patrick thank you so much for joining me on this friday june 4th 2021 this is episode 488 in the works i'm labeling this one look closely because it's going to tie into our quote how about putting one in for the archives for our temperature it's 63 degrees currently Feels like 63. Highs are going to be about 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds are currently out of the south at three miles per hour. That's awesome. Feels nice out. We have a nice couple days in the forecast. We have a pretty good show for you. I'm happy you're here, like always. When we come back, we'll dive into our quote and do all of our other kinds of stuff and things. Sit back, relax, enjoy, grab a beverage of choice, and when we come back. We'll get this show on the road. We'll be right back. Ah, uh, We're back. Here's our quote. This is from Leon Brown. Life does not always give you what you want, but if you look closely, you will see that it gives you what you need for your growth. life does not always give you what you want but if you look closely you will see that it gives you what you need for your growth leon brown how true is that a lot of times we feel jaded or we don't we didn't get what we want or we compare ourselves to others but um i think struggles for me has helped me grow in my life made me who i am today you know, the struggles. So yeah, that's our that's our quote to start off with. That's why I'm labeling this one, look closely. I figured I would tie into our quote. It's always hard to to label my episodes and also apparently hard for me to number them <laughs> because I made my little flyer, I don't know if that's what you would call it, but my promo thing that I put out on all my social media when I have a new episode out. And today's episode is... 488, technically, give or take. But I labeled it, yeah, um, Monday's episode, I labeled it 478. I was a little dysle- dyslexic instead of, it was supposed to be 487. And I, for some reason, I just, in my typing, took those two numbers and swapped them around. Oh, well, wow, what can you say? This podcast is perfectly imperfect. Yeah, I don't know if I need the canned laughter, especially since this canned laughter goes on forever. Something's really funny to these guys, I guess. (laughs) So I got my pool time in. Yes, oh, yes, I've been waiting so patiently. Cause I took my written part of my scuba diving in the depths of the winter, and it was very cold. It was up in the the dive st- um shop, and so I passed my written part, but I hadn't got into the pool yet, and uh, it feel it felt so nice to get in. It, the water is heated. You're wearing a wetsuit. Everything was fine on me. I didn't feel cold except for my fingertips. Towards the end of my dive, my fingertips were cold. I didn't wear my gloves. I do have gloves, but in the pool, coach is like, oh, you won't need them. But I'm definitely going to, when I dive, my fingertips are going to be one of those things. But even in above water, when I get cold, it's my fingertips and my toes. I call them blocks. of ice. Become they, they just become terribly cold. It was terrible when I used to sweat a lot and now that I use carpet, I don't but when I would sweat um I'd be all sweaty but I'd be cold too and so it's just a terrible terrible feeling another thing is I can see so hurrah for that yeah another can cheer because my concern was with my goggles was I going to be able to see because I wear bifocal glasses and the mask I got is not bifocal, but it is prescription. And what it is, it's the top part of my prescription, not the bifocal part. But I I had concern that even since it wasn't the bifocal part, when I would go look down to see my gauge, that I wouldn't be able to see it, but I can. And they work fantastic and I'm really happy I got my gloves, my boots, my snorkel, my mask. The only thing I'm waiting for is my fins. They're on order, and they're open heel fins. So you wear the neoprene boot and then the open fin instead of a one-piece fin. They're more rigid. And I can tell you, I haven't, my upper body, I, if you follow the show, you know I've been do, every other day doing my push-up routine and and planking and all that stuff. But my lower body, the first day I paid for it because he's like, all right, uh, after we did a bunch of skill sets he's like do 15 laps and then we had to tread water for like 15 minutes and that seems like an eternity when you haven't been in the pool in a while and I was feeling it and I woke up that night with a terrible cramp in my leg and cramps are no fun but we're gonna have fun more in this show so stick around we're gonna have some fun we'll be right back I feel like I have, like, so much to tell you, and I am confused of the orders to tell you in, because I got so excited about my pool time, and what was I just talking about, that cramp, yeah. But the coach told a way of, like, when he said that's really common when you're diving is cramps, and so if you get a cramp while you're diving, you reach underwater and grab the tip of your fin and pull. And he told me we, you know, that was a skill set we had to practice. And for me to reach down, I have no flexibility. So I'm like trying to reach and get, you know, grab the tip of my fin um, to get the, any cramps that you might have. out. It's, it's weird. There's a lot of uh, skill sets that you have to do in the pool before you get to the open water. Um, you take your mask off underwater for in a minute. And then you have to put your mask back on and clear it from all the water. They teach you how to do that. They turn your air off on you so you feel like what it feels like to be out of air. You share air with your buddy. You use your rescue, uh, your secondary regulator. You get into the pool the first time by walking. The second time, um, by off from your butt, the third time, a jump. And so they're teaching you different ways to approach the water. So it's just, it's a lot. It's really involved. And I did it 26 years ago and the training I got was nothing. So I look at it now and I'm like, wow, that outfit was just out for the money. And not out for my safety because they jeopardize my safety because it's, it's a sport that it's fun. It's dangerous, though. The best part about it that I'm feeling right now is I'm getting the benefits that I wanted, that it was going to help me with my anxiety. Because you have to do everything slow, methodical, take your time, all the hand gestures, all the movements, everything slow, and you just are taking deep breaths in and out and constantly breathing, concentrating on your breath. You can hear the sound of your breath because you're underwater with your regulator. And so that's really helping a lot. So I'm, I'm super, super excited because my best friend is in town. Yeah. No canned laughter? No canned cheers, I mean? No? Okay. <laughs> um yeah, and I'm so happy that he's in town. I, I really miss him. I, he li- used to live right down the street from me, and him and his family are in town uh, for a little bit, staying in an Airbnb only about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from us, right on the beautiful lake shores of Lake Ontario. And they, he sent me some pictures of the past couple sunsets that are getting where he's staying, and they're gorgeous. We have some of the most beautiful sunsets in the world right here in central New York, right, especially right on Lake Ontario, just absolutely beautiful. But I'll be seeing him and his family, um, this evening, they're having a get together. So that will be nice. His kids are growing up so much now and they're 10 and 16 and his 10 year old boy, I used to change his diapers and babysit him. So it's just blows me away to know that they're that age now. It's just weird. The older you get, the time goes a little bit quicker. i got to take a sip of my coffee. Excuse me. Oh, thank you. I was dry. Um, speaking of coffee, that was nice when I was out scuba diving at the pool. Um, Coach's wife, Julie, she came out after our dive, and she's like, Patrick, would you like a co-? She was getting Coach a cup of coffee. And she's like, would you like a cup of coffee? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I would love a cup of coffee because if you know this show, I'm addicted to caffeine. Now that I'm sober, I drink a lot of coffee. And uh, she's like, careful, it's going to be hot. And she put it in a, like uh, one of those metal containers. And we were going to be going up into the dive shop anyways and talk a little bit. And she wasn't kidding when it was hot because she's like, how do you want it? And I usually drink my coffee sweet with a lot of cream a lot of sugar but I didn't want to be a pain so I was like I'll just take it black and she's like you sure I'm like yeah yeah that's fine because I can drink black coffee but if you don't put any creamer in it or anything holy lava the thing was burnt my tongue burnt my tongue (laughs) okay when we come back we'll talk about some more stuff besides burnt tongues stick around welcome back welcome back we got a wall a wall and then a welcome finally welcome back so hopefully you follow the show and subscribe to the show hopefully you've been over to itunes and rated the show and given a five-star review that would be great but if you do follow the show you know that i was going to be interviewing jeff sharky race car driver of race car number 66, he races at Evans Mills Raceway Park in um, Evans Mills, just outside of Watertown, New York, Uh, little jaunt here from Oswego, New York. He will be racing on his home uh, track here in Oswego this year, which will be awesome. And I was able to interview him, and the interview was really fun. I got to know Jeff got to know, learn about some um, racing, how long that racing has been in the Sharkey family, and just a really fun interview. And I'm going to be posting that this upcoming Wednesday. So stay tuned for that episode Wednesday with race car driver Jeff Sharkey. So thank you, Jeff, for giving me your time. It was awesome. And I can't wait for you listeners my friends out there in podcast world, wherever you may be, to hear a little bit from Jeff. And uh, so, like I was saying, my best friend is in town, and um, they're having their little get together, and they—it's um, a BYOB and bring a dish to pass and stuff like that. And I'm bringing some uh, Lebat Blue non-alcoholic beers. And the first time I drank a couple of non-alcoholic beers, I was slurring my words. And my wife's like, those are non-alcoholic, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you seem to be slurring. And I'm like, I know, what's going on? And it, it, it sparked a memory. I, I saw a uh, thing on the internet before where they had like two people in on it. And they invited like 50 people to a keg party. And the keg was non-alcoholic beer. And they had the two people that start acting like they're under the influence and then what happens is it spreads like wildfire throughout the whole party and everybody starts showing the signs of intoxication when in fact they're drinking non-alcoholic beer and then when they go and tell the people that they're drinking non-alcoholic beer and they're not drunk they some of them get upset they're like no, no, I know what it's like to be drunk and I've been drunk before and I know I'm drunk right now. And they're like, you can't be because you're drinking non-alcoholic beer. And it just goes to show how powerful the mind is, doesn't it? It goes to show. Because I'm bringing it just because I'm going to be in a social setting and I know there's going to be alcohol. I can be around alcohol. I have no problem being around it. I'm coming up, August will be 6- years um, and I can I can't believe that August six years finally a little canned applause right in their ears could have warned them if if my, as my r- friend radio Mylar says ear holes and I love that and speaking of radio mylar let's give him the line right now we can do things however we want right here we live on a planet and i'm very fortunate for this right now because i love these line one please hey buddy it's your friend radio mylar i uh wanted to leave you a message i was listening to your latest episode uh, where people leave for your message and you kept saying how you appreciate it more than you know and i, I know that feeling i know what you mean by that um Yeah, it's uh, podcasting can be a lonely world, sort of thing, where you're you're out to you're you're broadcasting to a lot of people and hardly any response. I just want to let you know, I love your show. I listen to it all the time. I listened to the interviews with your mother and your father. They were great, and I even recommended your show to a friend today. So there you go. Um, Yeah, keep on keeping on. I'm gonna I'm actually in the middle of an episode. I'm gonna go back to listening to it right now. (laughs) All right, have a good one, bud. Talk soon. Awesome. Thank you, Radio Mylar, my friend out in Canada. Canada is such a beautiful country, and the people are so friendly. So thank you so much. If you want to be a part of the show just like Radio Mylar was, you can use the Anchor app like he just did, or you can go to my website, WLOAP.com. There's a little phone icon. You tap that, it will bring you to my Google Voice Google Voice will ring five times before it goes to voicemail, before it picks up. Um, If you don't want to go to the website, which is really easy, and you just want the phone number, I can give you that too. It's 315-326-1882. That's 315-326-1882. It will ring five times. I would love to hear from you because like Radio Myler said, it can be a lonely world sometimes. And it's always great to get feedback and hear from you, so thank you, Radio Mylar. Stick around; we'll be right back. Yeah, this show's kind of zipping by. It's feeling good. I feel like I said I had a lot of things to talk about and trying to put them in the order and keep my brain in the way they wanted to be. Back to my friend's party, I was telling you about how it was BYOB, and we're gonna gonna be bringing my Labatt Blue non-alcoholic bats blues are kind of a regional thing when you had Arizona way or any place like that it's tough to find a little bat when i was drinking in my drinking years i had always if you'd leave town to try to find a little bat was hard to do but the dish we're bringing to pass is a family favorite in our family that my wife started and we they're called Scooby snacks Yeah, you can tell that. (laughs) (laughs) What? You can tell that me and my wife, not my wife, me. Yeah. (laughs) Scooby snacks, that's what we call them. And um, what it is, is it's cream cheese cake filling. Why they call it cream cheese cake when it looks like a pie? when it's served to me, I don't understand. But it's the cream cheese filling with strawberries. And then they come in a box and they're called Scooby Snacks and they're little graham cracker shape of a bone graham cracker snacks. And you dip these little graham cracker bone-shaped Scooby Snacks into this cream cheese filling. And you've got yourself a little goodness of new york style cream cheese cake cream cheese pie cake and it's delicious and my wife usually makes it and uh i made it this time and it's tricky to make even though it's very simple ingredients cream cheese mixing it all up and using the blender and so kudos to her for usually making it and whenever the family wants it and she was like yeah i'm always thinking yeah that can't be that hard it did become easy because at one time you can buy the philadelphia cream cheese filling already made so you don't have to go through the whole process and then you just add strawberries to it and get the scooby snacks and boom you're done it made it really easy but uh, I couldn't find the filling, so I. this one's from scratch, you know, where I put some vanilla extract in it and my own sugar and seasoned it to taste to get it to right to where it's good. And it tastes yummy. And I couldn't find any of those little Scooby snacks, so I had to get just regular graham crackers so it won't be as fun to eat it. But <laughs> uh, what else were we going to talk about? My... Uh, next door neighbors moved out there's an apartment right next door it's a whole house and there's two apartments and uh they were quiet we never heard them or anything like that but it's going to be even quieter now because they're moved out and last time that apartment in the house was empty for quite a little while it kind of makes it nice because our neighborhood's quiet as it is and then it makes it feel like the whole backyard's even more ours Speaking of neighbors, our friendly neighbor right across the street from us. She came. I was out trimming early in the morning, and I was like, "Is it too early to trim?" I hope not. I don't want to be waking anybody up. But I started trimming before I mowed, and as no sooner did I start trimming, she came over, and I was like, "Oh no!" So I came up to her, and she called my name. She's like Patrick, and I was like, "Yeah." what's up Debbie? And she's like, um, here. And I'm like, I didn't wake you, did I? She's like, no, no, no. I wanted to give you this. And she had in her hand a beautiful stained glass butterfly. And the butterfly is about the size of the palm of my hand and it's all stained glass. And then it's got a um, skewer on it, a long skewer. And it's something that you put in a plant or flowers. And she, we had put some, my wife had put flowers up front and she's like, well, I noticed that your wife put some beautiful flowers up front. So I wanted to bring this over to you so you could put it into your, your flower pot. So I thought that was so nice. That neighborly type thing doesn't happen much anymore. You know, and everybody's keeping to themselves. Everybody's head down and all that. And plus COVID has just kind of put a kibosh on everything. So it was just nice to see my neighbor and interact and everybody was in a good mood and it felt nice and that feeling of giving. And I'm like, wow, you're a true artist. This is really beautiful. And she's like, well, I'm selling them right here in Oswego at Port City, which is a little shop here in Oswego. So kudos to her. It was very kind gesture. So, all right, stick around when we come back. We're going to learn some things. Stop rambling about stuff and things. We'll be right back. ah uh, all fueled up on lukewarm coffee as i'm talking to you my coffee keeps getting more cool and cool and cool it's all right i burnt my tongue yesterday and julie's coffee that was my bad but it was awesome when she brought after she brought out the the coffee next thing you know she comes out with a tray of homemade thumbprint cookies which if you don't know what those are, just Google them, but they are delicious, and it brought me right back to a child because my mom used to make those. And they're just full of butter, and they're just delicious. They're a little shortbread buttery-type cookie with a spoon or a thumb you put it on, and then it's filled with jam or jelly, and then they get baked, and they are delicious. And she's like, do you want one? And I'm like, yes, please. And thank you for your kind gesture. And I, I popped the whole thing in my mouth at one bite because I didn't want to bite and make crumbs near the pool and stuff. So I made a pig out of myself when I ate it, but it was so, so good. And just a, my coach is awesome. His wife is nice. I, I, I really lucked out on the place that I'm diving at because uh, yesterday's dive class was one-on-one. It was just me and the coach. No, nobody else in the pool but him and I, and after I did all my skill sets, he's like, go go ahead, have fun, blow bubbles. That's what he says when we're done. He's like, okay, now go blow bubbles. I'm like, all right, and I did that for a while, and I had plenty of air left, and I could have kept diving, but I came to the surface, and he was up there skimming the water and doing his thing, and then I said, hey, coach, I could keep going. He's like, oh, good. I'm like, but my fingertips are cold, and he's like, okay. So I had to get out of the water. All right, I'm rambling. What's new? Um, speaking of scuba diving, five unusual facts about pygmy seahorses. We're over at thefactsite.com. This is written by Luke Ward. And um, pygmy seahorses—if you can just figure pygmy—the size of it, it's going to be small. Pygmy seahorses were first discovered by a scuba diver called George. Barger Bant in 1969, a year before I was born. They're less than an inch long, they can change color, they're called pygmy seahorses, and they're nearly invisible. The coloring on the seahorses can vary from bright red to dull gray, depending on the coral to which they anchor. In order to hold on to the strands of coral, the pygmies have pretensile tails like some species of land mammals and reptiles. Which is weird because a seahorse is a fish. Though their name and appearance suggest otherwise, pygmy seahorses are species of bony fish. Yeah, they're related to the bass or a salmon, which I had no clue that that's their relative. Because they are so small and well camouflaged, many seahorses were only discovered within the last 10 years. So there's still so much to learn about the seahorse. And that was really just all I had about seahorses. Did you know, this isn't on the fact site, but did you know it's the male seahorse that gives birth to the baby seahorses? And you can Google that. I'm not lying. It's it's nifty. When the whole process happens the female transfers the eggs over to the male and then the male ends up being the one that gives the birth to the baby seahorses they're really beautiful beautiful delicate creatures and it's amazing when you think about our underwater how much of it has not yet been explored especially the depths of where man just can't make it unless you have um uh, UAVs, unmanned autonomous vehicles and then you can go deep and find groovy things like the Titanic which is disintegrating as we speak and they're, they're saying that in another 10 years a lot of it's going to be, be gone. Considering how long it's been down there it's been there for a long time and it's stood as test of time. Although to know there's shipwrecks out there that have still never even been found, never even been discovered. It's like the pyramids in Egypt, how many places have not been found yet? Or out in the jungles um in Peru, where they're just still finding temples, the Mayan ruins. Just amazing. Amazing stuff. All right, enough rambling about that. When we come back, we'll head on over to the History Channel. Stick around. We'll be right And we are back magically. They're magically delicious. All right, here we are at the History Channel, history.com. I love learning about history. History is something that when I was growing up, I could give two rats asses about. But now, um, I just love it. Speaking of rats asses and two rats asses, growing up, I had a pet rat, and so did my brother. Yeah fun little fact ricky and sambo and they were black and white rats and they were tamed and they were they were cool they were they made good pets i don't know if i'd own one now but i remember as a kid they made a i had a ferret too all right here we go this history this one i remember this is the year i graduated high school this is June 4th, 1989, on this day, the Chinese crackdown on protests leads to the Tiananmen Square Massacre. If you were alive and old enough to remember Tiananmen Square, that is was a really powerful, powerful protest that was going on at a time where one of the protesters stood in front of a tank, a running tank, and um, yeah, that's on today's date. Also on today's date, in World War II, 1944, the U-505, a submarine from Hitler's deadly fleet, is captured, patrolling the Gold Coast off Africa. Yes, captured. Here's one in crime, 2003. The criminal, Martha Stewart, she's indicted for security frauds. And obstruction of justice. Boy, she got street cred, didn't she? From that? Here it is, you're thinking that her career's gonna be over and all that kind of stuff. And next thing you know, she's her and Snoop Dogg are buddies, and she's it's like, yeah, she's a felon. We like her. <laughs> I like Martha Stewart. I think that her and Snoop together are awesome. It's pretty it's cool. All right, um, I I like everybody. I guess. I'm just I'm kind of one of those guys. I really just want everybody to be happy. I'm like Bobby McFarlane. Reference. There's a reference if you're old enough and I'm not even gonna go I'm just gonna say the name and you'll know what I mean. All right, art, literature, film, history, nineteen seventy six. Four dozen people witness historic the sex pistol set. Only four dozen. You know how millions of people claim to have been at Woodstock when there was only 500,000, really? Um, that's kind of like what it was with the Sex Pistols in 1976 when they appeared. Everybody's like, oh, I was there, I was there, I was there. And it's like, there was only four dozen. Um, What else do we have? I apologize about the ums. That's so unprofessional. I'm not a professional. I'm just a guy out here talking to you, a friend. 1919, U.S. State Constitution, Congress passes the 19th Amendment, giving women the right to vote. Yay, that deserves that. All right, what else do we have? 1942, World War II, the Battle of Midway begins. One of the most decisive U.S. victories against Japan during World War II begins. Battle of Midway. 1961, Kennedy and Khrushnikov Krush- agree on neutrality for Laos. Laos, North Vietnam. North, I think it's North Vietnam area. Or is that South? I, I, I'm terrible at geography, so I apologize to any of my Vietnamese listeners if you're listening out there. Uh, westward expansion, 1876. Express train crosses the nation in 83 hours. A mere eighty-three hours after leaving New York City, the Transcontinental Express arrives in San Francisco. Wow. That any human could travel across the entire nation in less than four days was inconceivable to the previous generations of America. But to be able to do that, that's crazy. And now, how long does it take you jump on a plane or you're there in no time? Hmm. 1896, Henry Ford tests his quadricycle at approximately 4 a.m. on June 4th, 1896, in the shed behind his home. In Bagley Avenue in Detroit, Henry Ford unveils the quadricycle, the first automobile he ever designed or drove. In 1754, Lieutenant Colonel George Washington builds Fort Necessity. On June 4th, 1754, during the Seven Years' War, or also known as the French and Indian War, depending on where you are. Um, And that sums it up. I think that sums up this day of history. We learned some facts and got a little wrinkle on our brain. around. we'll be right back. access granted that's us moving on out that's calling this a wrap episode 488 look closely is in the can life do not, al- life, do not. <laughs> life does not always give you what you want but if you look closely you will see that it gives you what you need for your growth Leon Braun, try to grow every day. I am, um, I try to learn every day. I'm trying to, like a shark in a feeding frenzy of knowledge, I just want to learn. I'm trying to be curious and not judgmental today, like I am every day. I'm trying to live for just now because that's all I have. I don't have tomorrow, I don't have today or yesterday. I only have right now. And I have to live in the now, be in the present moment and accept where I am and be happy with the person that I am. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I hope that you're trying to do that with yourself too, if you're struggling with anything and that, uh, give yourself a pat on the back and let yourself know that you're doing okay. And you're, you're doing the right thing. You got up this morning, you put your feet on the ground you did the right thing try to be kind to one another as my friend aj says don't be a litter bug either pick up after yourself it brings me to that 70s or 80s thing from woodsy the owl give a who don't pollute <laughs> it's only one planet we live on try to love it try to love your neighbor today and like i said do your best to stay curious and not judgmental i look forward to talking to you again real soon Thank you for the most valuable gift you gave me, which was your time today. Give me a bus. I would love to hear from you. Just like Radio Mylar did and gave us a call. WLOAP.com is my website. Little phone icon, tap that. My phone number, 315-326-1882. That's the Google Voice. If you haven't subscribed yet to the show, I encourage you. That way you can know when a new episode will be out. You can also catch up on past episodes and a review would be greatly appreciated because reviews help with the algorithm and help people see the show that might not have noticed the show. Um, Thank you, Radio Mylar, for shouting out my show to your friend. I appreciate that. I ask you to tell a friend too about We Live on a Planet. I encourage you to go check out Canadian Politics is Boring. It's a great podcast, and it's not boring at all. All right, my friends, take care, and I will talk to you again real soon. And we are out. Peace.